Timeout when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast. Mini questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Thursday, Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk, will join us. Get ready for the Chiefs and the Chargers. Chargers not fully assembled. Keenan Allen, their great wide receiver. I think he's made five Pro Bowls. Does that sound right, Paulie? Oh, my Keenan Five in Allen. about eight years? Deep dive, Keenan Allen. Yeah, he made the past five Pro Bowls. Remember, he came in the league... In 2013, right off the bat, he had 70 catches and 1,000 yards. He had a couple injured seasons in 15 and 16. Then he's cleaned it up in five straight Pro Bowls, a couple injured games. But, uh, yeah, last year he had 106 catches, 1,200 yards, and six touchdowns. Yeah, we'll talk to Chris Sims because it feels like Kansas City's offense is being presented as more dangerous because it's not as predictable. Tyreek Hill, it felt like, was a little more predictable. Not that you could stop it but it feels like they have more weapons this year. So we'll talk to Chris Sims. He'll join us in about 15 minutes from now. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Our stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Sign up for the newsletter. It's really easy to do. Go to danpatrick.com and uh, just put your address in the box that slides out, and we send it to you every single day, a wrap-up of what's going on in the program. If uh, you live in the Seattle area, got a new T-shirt that uh, specifically designed for you, uh, Papa Gino's. And uh, you can go there. And... Papa Gino's, you said. Yes. <laughs> Always cooking. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. It. <laughs> it may not be, you know, worthy to wear uh, in a week, but right now, you know, he took down Russ and uh, the Denver Broncos. Uh, Todd won't be getting one of those uh, T-shirts. I probably won't be. Okay. 
I like how they were asking Russell Wilson now a couple of days after the fact, hey, Russ, you know, what did you think of the call by, uh, you know, Nathaniel Hackett to go for the field goal? And now Russ is like, well, I was at the line of scrim- scrimmage ready to go. That's as close as you're going to get to Russ saying, no, I didn't agree with the call. Yeah, Paulie. At this point, Russ would prefer to talk about the fourth and one call about the Patriots Ooh. than the what's going on this wow. week. Wow. Wow. No offense. Uh, poll question for the final hour, Seton. Old poll, new poll. Old poll, new poll. Uh, the first poll question we put up there was uh, a current TV provider's cable, satellite, or streaming service. Right now, 61% have a streaming service. Mm. And then I also threw up there, just for uh, gits and shiggles, um, who you got tonight, Chargers or Chiefs? Right now, 68% of the audience going Chiefs. But what if I said you get four points? Maybe four and a half points. Okay. I'd be curious about that. Okay. Uh, Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble podcast. We'll record that after the show. And that means uh, Dylan, the graphics guy, who is up 16 units so far this year on college football in the NFL. Uh, Bad Larry was up 23 units last year on college football in the NFL. And this year we have Shay and Irving, who's joining us on the Gambling Podcast. A lot of reaction to me saying that if uh, you're familiar with the drummer of the band Poison, Ricky Rocket, that's who Shea and Irving looks a lot like. Uh, like a maybe a bigger, meaner version of Ricky Rocket, and maybe a better drummer. I don't know. I don't know if uh, Shea and Irving has that uh, capability. All right. Uh, we say good morning. If you're watching on Peacock, that's our streaming partner. If you are on Chat Row, we say good morning to you as well. Play nice. 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator, Tyler, standing by. And uh, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at DPShow. Nick Saban is in mid-season form. I was surprised that he got this animated. It's a little early for Nick, but, you know, you had the close call with Texas. And Nick just doesn't want to hear from a reporter talking about quality opponents. How hard is it to gauge offensive growth when the quality of opponent can vary? You know, with Utah State, Texas, and now ULM this week. Well, but you know, that's your opinion on quality of opponent. All right, <laughs> it's not mine. All right, I respect all the people that we play. All right, so and every player should not be focused on who they're playing against relative to their motivation. But every player should want to be the best player they can be. So why would it ma- matter whether we're playing Texas or playing somebody else? You know, I've told you guys more than once. When I was in the NFL, I watched players. I didn't know who they were playing against. I was just evaluating them. So that means when we play a team that's not as good as somebody else, you don't play as good. So you let the opponent determine how you play. You let the score determine how you play. I was just asking about the future. It was a very timid question. In my opinion, like I suppose. Just find out you, L. Monroe's offense versus your. Just play the question there, Marv, if you can. How hard is it to gauge offensive growth when the quality of opponent can vary? You know, with Utah State, Texas, and now ULM this week. Okay. So <laughs> that one feels like it was a question that you're going to write down the night before, and when it's your turn to ask a question, you're going to say, how difficult is it to... What's wrong with that question, There's though? nothing wrong with that. But it almost feels like Nick goes in and it's like... Uh, am I going to put up with this stuff today? Am I going to bang that? He loves to bang the podium. Uh, 
Did he bang the podium there? Where there was there one or two? We reviewed the tape. It appeared to be one and a half bangs, <laughs> which means it's pretty light reaction. He was gonna find anybody yeah. this week to do a little rip the media thing because they almost lost to a team they should have destroyed, and he's pissed about it. So that's what. What do you mean, Louisiana Monroe <laughs> is a good team? But dude, no, they're not. He's, You're Alabama. He he has to send a message to his players. That's what this is. Don't take anybody lightly. No, they're not taking you lightly. You do not take them lightly. Yes, Marv. How how irritated must the audio guys be? Like you know what at University of Alabama, man, they didn't play well against Texas. It's going to be a long week at the podium, guys. Yes, it is. If yeah. they win this week again, fifty-five nothing. Will he apologize to the reporter? No. You know what? You're right. That team was garbage. Yeah. And, no, and, he's not going to say we, that. We should be playing actual real teams week in and week out, but this, we can only play who we got in front of us. Do that. Yes, Todd. He was looking for an opportunity to rant about that specific thing. About, yes. And unfortunately for the reporter, you know, it was at his expense in front of his colleagues. There was, a, there was no reason for that. He didn't say, like, you're p- playing a far inferior team this week. You know, how are you going to get your team motivated? Something like that could have set him off. I've been in those press conferences where you get humiliated. You get humbled. Pat Riley did it to me. Bill Parcells did it to me. Don Shula did it to me. You just got to hold your ground. If you think it's a fair question, a question that needs to be asked, then you do it. But they try to intimidate. And if you let them, then they'll continue. Bill Parcells was famous. for He just wanted to make fun of somebody. Every, every press conference. And if you felt like you thought you knew the NFL, oh, he was going to let you know it. Oh, uh, how many games have you coached? None. Oh, okay, so you want to tell me how? Oh, okay, all right. Hey, everybody, he wants to tell uh, you know me how to coach. <laughs> it wasn't funny, Todd. I think in the moment it would not be funny. <laughs> but as long as I'm not, the one, if I'm not the one that asked the question. No. I can giggle in the background if, yeah. as long as I was yeah. the one that didn't I know. ask. But question. I heard you, and it hurt. Okay? Those things hurt. You get embarrassed by these coaches. NBA Finals. Suns, or uh, Spurs against the Knicks. Pat Riley. And I asked Dr. Jack Ramsey, one of the great basketball minds in the history of the sport. I said, we've got a good question to ask Pat Riley. Dan... Ask him this. Well, I asked him the question that Dr. Jack, it was very inside basketball. And Pat Riley looked at me in a group of reporters and didn't answer it. And I went, oh, wow. So I walked over and Dr. Jack goes, how did it go, Dan? I go, it didn't go well, Jack. I said, he didn't answer the question. Oh, at that point, Jeff Van Gundy, an assistant for the Knicks, walks over. Dr. Jack and I are on the other side, Madison Square Garden, on the basketball floor. And Jeff Van Gundy goes, I hate to tell you this, but you guys are going to have to leave. Because Jack normally would get to stay and watch practice. Coaches would let him because he's a Hall of Fame coach. And I said to Jeff Van Gundy, I said, I said, Jeff, just let Jack stay. He goes, no, coach wants both of you to leave. And so I I got humbled there. Yeah, Paul. Going back to the reporter who asked Nick Saban the question. First of all, the reporter sounds like he looks like McLovin, which I'm sure didn't help his case. Mm. But 
it's like a phrase that Nick Saban gets triggered by, quality of opponent. And no matter what your question about the offense, engaging the offense, once you go that direction, if you're a campus reporter or a school reporter, you got to know you're going to get that. If you play it again, you'll hear what I mean. But I thought it was a fair question. It is a fair question, but the, the, when you start using a phrase, quality of opponent with yeah. Nick Saban, that is going to get his ire up. And, and either you know that or you're, you can't not know it. I've got my ire up. I'm not sure what that means. Either. Are we, but are we supposed to act like Alabama's football schedule is all equal quality opponents? That's We're supposed to do that just so Nick Saban doesn't get upset? Yes. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. Yes, Mark. You know this question is coming if you play a directional or a dash. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on. Hey, play it again. Play the question again. How hard is it to gauge offensive growth when the quality of opponent can vary? You know, Utah State, Texas, and now ULM this week. Well, is that Jonah from Ozark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he would have had a shotgun with yeah. him if it's Jonah. <laughs> if he stops, play it, at the, and I'll tell you when to stop. And if he stops there, then maybe he gets an actual answer. How hard is it to gauge offensive growth when the quality of opponent can vary? Okay, you know, stop there. So I know quality of opponent is going to trigger him, but if you just stop, don't mention any other schools. But if you if you say that, when you know the talent level is going to vary with who you're playing, that's a fair question to him. Yes, Eden. Coach, uh, you're opening up the season with an absolute buzzsaw of a schedule. You got Utah State, Texas, Louisiana Monroe, and Vanderbilt. Do you think this scheduling is fair? How can one? Team possibly face that many quality opponents back to back to back. That would have been fantastic if you. I know. Oh, I guess you're mocking me, Coach. Coach, do you think this is fair? Who's scheduling these games? Don't you guys want to win? Yeah, this is quite a gauntlet you're walking through. This is murderer's row, there, Coach. Okay, guess the point spread: Alabama against the University of Louisiana Monroe. Yeah, UL Monroe Warhawks. Uh, they lost their opener, fifty-two ten to Texas. They play a tough schedule over there. And Alabama barely got by Texas, so... And then uh, they housed Nichols, which I think is a school. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Rachel Nichols. Guess the line, Alabama versus UL Monroe. 52 and a half. Is it 45? And, oh, man. Todd. 41 and a half. All right. Wow. Mark. 47 and a half. Just to clarify, it's at Bama, in case you thought Bama was going to UL Monroe. Oh, I'm no, sorry, they won't go there. No. <laughs> they won't go there. Bama's giving 49 and a half. Oh. Like the odds maker's like, I can't go 50. I can't make it 50. It might be a 50 burger by Saturday. It might be fitting. That's I'm disrespectful to the quality of opponent. <laughs> I'm taking Louisiana Monroe. Let's go. Good for you. To win outright. Oh! <laughs> Drug testing. That's just crazy talk. To cover. <laughs> Is there a bigger line than 49? Mm, no, but uh, there's some close ones. Marvin's UConn squad is uh, getting 47 and a half for Michigan. Oh. Jeez. Jim Mora Jr. the third. Come on down. Yeah. That's the big, those are the two biggest lines. Yeah, Marv. Hey, UConn, we can pull it off. Wait, wait. We is that cover. at Michigan or is that at UConn? <laughs> That's a Michigan. Oh, it is. It okay. I thought that was a rhetorical. Yeah. <laughs> Michigan has played in at UConn before. Home and home. <laughs> yeah. So ten years apart. Home and home. Uh, Chris in Pittsburgh. It's uh, Chrisburg. Hey, Chris. 
Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call. I uh, I agree. That was a very fair question. I would have loved it if he would have followed the question up, if, if Coach would have led him with saying, it's not my opinion on the quality of opponent. I'm looking at the check size you wrote to have them play you. That's <laughs> quali- a fair point. Uh, Coach, you normally spend about $1.5 million when you uh, face you know crappy teams. How much are you spending on Louisiana Monroe? We only spent one point six million dollars, and we didn't spend one, you know, one point eight million. It shows how much we respect yeah, them as we. competitors. That's why we. <laughs> It'll be a while before we get Coach Saban on. Yes, Don. And then he kind of hinted at Appalachian State and Marshall oh, without yeah. saying the specific names of the schools. That's yeah. why you never know what could happen. Let's play guess the payout. <laughs> I love this game. <laughs> you know, hit me with some celery. Can we get some salary? Because it's, it's, it's kind of like that. The school's salary for Louisiana Monroe against Alabama. Salary, 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 salary. All right. How much is Louisiana Monroe getting, Paulie, from Alabama? Who was it? Uh, what was the big upset? Notre Dame was giving 1.3. Yeah. To uh, Marshall. App State got 1-5 yes. against Texas A&M. Just to put it in perspective. Okay. Guess the payout that UL Monroe will get for battling Alabama. $1.4 million. $1.4 Okay. UL Monroe came to Bryant-Denny Stadium in 2015, and they were paid one point four. Okay. So in a return trip, they're going to get... One point nine two five million. Wow. I'd Winner. play them for one point two five. One point nine. Out of the day. All right, let me take a break. Chris Sims will join us. How did the Chargers win tonight's game? He'll join us coming up right after this. Paulie is Mr. Knowledgeable Tire Rack. Because I mentioned the uh, folks from Tire Rack are coming up for a meet Friday. And Paulie goes, you know, I'll take it from here. And I go, what? What are you, what are you going to say to the TireRack.com people? I love tires. I love shopping for tires. I love switching out tires for the season. I know, but are, are you familiar with the uh, Kumo Extra? Oh, come on. That, that, the all-season Krugen lineup? Love How you. about the off-road capable Kumo Road Venture light truck tire? Installation on your terms? Paulie goes, you know, there's a place that's about an hour from here. You can go get your tires there, TireRack.com. Yeah, you don't have to pay shipping. You just pick them up right there. Uh, yeah, when the tire rack people come in, I got it. Let me handle this. I said, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Advice, information, tools that uh, make buying the right tire a snap. And uh, they have a tire decision guide to help you. You answer a couple of questions, he'll tell you the best tires. TireRack.com slash Dan. I mean, don't literally slash Dan. TireRack.com slash Dan. See for yourself. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Just ask Paulie. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip. Who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Bublé's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything everybody including sitting presidents so join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before tell it like it is and even sing a song or two this is our podcast and we're going to do it our way listen to our way on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. This family takes turns turning heads, brains, beauty, and athleticism. All they need now for you is to drive them off the lot. The Mercedes-Benz family of SUVs, a family of unrivaled vehicles waiting at your local dealer. A, a tweet from Aaron W. In a big meeting yesterday, my CEO made a play on words, a pun, a joke, and in an otherwise quiet room, I gave him an audible bloop, bloop. I like that. Catching on. Yes, it is. Bloop, bloop. 
and by the way, this is based off of around the horn. When when Tony Reale gives the uh, writers points, it'll be like bloop bloop, and then Todd was the first one to bring it up. He, I I forget somebody had some kind of good line. Todd goes bloop, and I go, what's that? And he goes, that's around the horn. You got a point there. Bloop bloop. Yes, point. Just a quick update on the UL Monroe Alabama uh, history. Yeah, they played five years ago. I'm sorry, 2015. Alabama was uh, obviously a top ten team. They were given UL Monroe 37 and a half. Yeah. Your Warhawks covered. Got Hell yes. 34-0 was the final score. And they're going to cover this time around. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Chris Sims, Texas Longhorn uh, apologist, Pro Football Talk Live co-host. How excited were you? Your Longhorns were going to beat Alabama. How excited was it at home? It was it was awesome. It really was. It was great watching it. It was really it was special. The stadium looked amazing, right? I, Mike, I don't know, Dan, call me crazy or whatever, but I'm like not even upset. I'm not. That was a victory to me. I mean, hey, we're like we're relevant again. We're actually might be good again. I think that was the encouraging thing. I mean, we kind of look the part. You know, Steve Sarkeesian, I I am a believer in him. I know he's one of the better offensive minds in college football. It just stunk that Quinn Ewers got hurt. I wanted to see that because he does have some special attributes with how he throws the ball. I wish he'd cut his hair, but, damn, he could throw that football. Uh, so that that I, it really, to me, it was a win. Even though it was a loss, it was a win, I think, overall for the program going forward. Any doubts about Arch Manning coming in there? I know Quinn Ewers is there now, and he was the number one recruit in America, and he's going to lose his job. But any concerns that Arch comes in and he's not able to live up to what Texas fans expect? Well, you know, I mean, I've lived that a little bit. I do. I mean, there's there's that anywhere you go when you have the last name Manning, right? There, there is. And then when you put, couple in the fact that yeah, there's a guy with Quinn Ewers who you know we saw on social media in high school and and even here just a little bit to go. Whoa, this dude can throw the football like legit, like has a big time arm. It's an NFL type arm for sure. So that would be my concern. You know, the other aspect of that is it's the Mannings, and they don't leave anything to chance. So there's a part of me that's also like, you know, Texas had to sign a contract. Like, he has to start by year two, or we get control of the school and the stadium and whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's the way the Mannings are. They're just very they, – they're like that. So that's where I do it. But you're going to have competition and pressure wherever you go when you have the Manning family. Hey, when I went to Texas, I was the number one player in the country. The next year, we brought in, like, Chance Mock, who I believe was the number one quarterback in the country, too. And it's just like, oh, crap, gosh, I'm going to have to compete here. So you're going to have to deal with that when you go to a major school like that. The difference between the quarterbacks tonight and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, the one, the one thing Herbert does better than Mahomes and the one thing that Mahomes does better than Herbert. Great question. Great question. I, th- these, are, these, for my money, are the you know, two of the three best quarterbacks in the game, and you, you add in Josh Allen to that. I think that's, you know, you've seen my rankings, and we've talked about it in the spring. I think these are the, those are the three best in the game. Um, this is where I would say there's a difference. Uh, Herbert, in the pot, I call him the machine. When the pocket's clean and he's sitting there, big soldier, and he looks like a machine because he's so big with the square shoulders, he hits the bullseye almost every throw. So he is, to me, better in that environment than Mahomes and you know we're talking about great versus great here so it's not like it's Mahomes is weak in this category but I would give Herbert the credit of pocket clean got to hit the bullseye 15 yard in cut 20 yard out route, boom he's going to hit it every time Mahomes I think has the you know the vice versa advantage of that when 
pocket's not clean or I got to fade away or float or throw a sidearm ball at a 20-yard out route, that's to me he's maybe the most gifted guy we've ever seen do that. He's like an artist that way. So that would be the difference there. But we know that you know both of these guys can pretty much do whatever they want on the football field. What's Josh Allen do better than those two quarterbacks? Ooh, he's a little bit of a mixture of both where I'd go. He runs he better. Not, he runs better for sure, right? I mean, he's a force of nature. Other than Lamar Jackson, I don't, you know, Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts, I don't know if there's another force better than Josh Allen as far as a runner. But how then, did we miss Josh Allen? He wasn't a big-time recruit in high school. Right. He wasn't, a, you know, a big-time player at Wyoming. I mean, he was a, a curiosity there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When he lost his talent, he didn't really have a good final year there. But you still right. had teams that were kind of fawning all over him. Yeah. His first year, he didn't look good. What was your review of Josh Allen coming into the NFL? Well, you know my review of him. We discussed this a little bit. I, I thought he was the number one quarterback I, in the I'm, draft. I'm letting you take a victory. No, I know. Man. No, I, I know. I know. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I know. And I'm John know. Stockton. We're... You can be Carl Malone. I'm just giving you a bounce okay. pass. Just hey, make boom, the layup. I'll hit that, I'll hit that 12-footer okay. all day long. All boom. Right, right okay. there. Yeah. Okay. But, yes, I, I, I love Josh Allen coming out. You know, as, as we have discussed so many times in our history and, and being together, is it's just it's, we, we, we look at wins and stats a little too much and lose the context of the situation a little bit. And that's, to me, what happened with Josh Allen a little. One, the talent jumped off the screen. You know, you know the, the ability to run and do all that the ability to throw the ball really wherever he wants. There was all this talk about accuracy, and I kept going, I don't really see an accuracy problem. I see a guy that sometimes thinks he can fit the ball into every window in the history of the world, right? But there were so many plays where I'd go, oh, yeah, that was incomplete, but damn, he fit it in between those three guys and put it right where he wanted to. And there was, it bounced off the receiver's head or, you know, there was just too much traffic in there and he just dropped the ball, let alone he was playing up in Wyoming where there was crazy weather conditions. Mm -hmm. And then I also got into the fact of, like, the completion percentage. I went, man, did they ever give the guy an easy throw or do anything? And I compared him to that year with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold who threw, like, an average of, like, seven or eight screens a game. And I went, well, if he threw seven or eight screams a game, his completion percentage would have been up around 67 68%, and maybe that wouldn't have been a question, let alone to your point, Dan. The support system around him was crappy. It didn't present itself. And then I think they kind of gave him a green light a little bit to like, hey, do whatever you want because we can't win unless you make magic happen. Yeah. And that kind of led into some bad habits as well. So that's what I saw. Um, but yeah, like it came out again this week a little bit. I I know that the Seattle Seahawks wanted to trade Russell Wilson to the Cleveland Browns because they wanted to take Josh Allen with the number one pick the year that the Cleveland Browns took Baker Mayfield. And then, you know, Josh Allen, extremely smart guy too. That's the one thing I think gets a little lost in translation because we see a great talent and we just go, oh, he's talented. But anybody you talk to, his testing before the draft was off the charts and all that stuff. And, of course, he's picking up offenses left and right here in the NFL. And uh, He's almost a combination of Herbert and Mahomes in a way, Dan, to get back to that original question. Like maybe not as good as the sidearm stuff as Mahomes, but just a little below. Maybe not as good as the machine like Herbert in the pocket, but just a little below. And then his ability to run 
run, you know, power football and scramble. I mean, come on. Have we ever seen a quarterback stiff arm a safety in the NFL and throw him on the ground and get a first down? I mean, that, that was insane stuff what we saw, you know, in the opener. But I wonder if you go back and revisionist history, if you said Seattle was going to trade Russell Wilson to Cleveland yeah. in his prime right. for the Wyoming quarterback, yeah, they right. would have gotten roughed up. Now, we look back now, and it's yeah. revisionist yeah. history. Right. I mean, it's good that Josh Allen didn't go to Seattle the way Pete Carroll wants to win. He wouldn't have been taking advantage of all the attributes that Josh Allen has. But looking back, yes, Seattle made the right move, I think, if they keeping Russ because Josh Allen was an unknown. You can look at all the talent. Sure. Like Jadavion sure. Clowney. Remember his pro day? I had yes. people at the mothership frothing, slobbering all over. I've never seen something like this. And right. I went, okay. He had one great play in college, and that was the bowl game against Michigan. Yeah, Slow right. down. He doesn't have any lower body strength. I, I mean, you had guys who were played the game who were like Teddy Bruschi. They're like, I haven't seen anything like this before. We get caught up in this. We do. I mean, he's had a nice career, but it, it's just, I think we always want to be the first to say, you know, we got to beat everybody to the punch. I, I saw him before. It's like you have a favorite band. You know, I saw I know. you too when they played in front of 22 people. I saw right. Dave Matthews at a frat party, you know? So, yes. I don't even want No, I, I, I know. I think your point is there. I, I, I get what your point is. I don't know either. You're right. The, the fact that he got to Buffalo. And McDermott, this is where I think it is amazing, and I talked about this with Josh Allen in my long interview a little bit before the season on my podcast and stuff, because that's one of the, you know, we don't see defensive coaches a whole lot just go, hey, offensive quarterback, do whatever the hell you want, and we're just going to go with you. Yeah. And that was special, and you're right. I don't know if Pete Carroll would have ever done that. I do think that the Seattle Seahawks and Pete Carroll for a while – were looking to replicate what they did originally with Russell Wilson. Get a quarterback on a rookie contract, right? And let's build the team around it because I'm not all about the quarterback in Seattle here, and let's try to do it that way. But it's hard to do that to your point when you go, whoa, Russell, he's damn good, and he's so clutch, and he helped us win a lot of games after the Legion of Boom fell off because he was so good. So I hear you there. I, I, you know, that, that's a tough one, and I, I don't know if it would be the same Josh Allen if he was up there in Seattle. He's uh, Chris Sims. He uh, works for Pro Football Talk Live, and it's the show before ours on Peacock. Uh, explain the Chiefs' offense without Tyreek Hill and how it could be better than it was. Yeah. I- I'm, I'm one that's kind of been, I think it's going to be better. I've been kind of saying that all offseason. We'll see. I mean, it's, a, it's dicey. I mean, Tyreek Hill is, is special. I know that. There's no question. I think where I look at it is I don't think, you know, I think the the offense by committee can be a blessing, really, for the Chiefs' offense and for Mahomes a little bit. There definitely was times last year where he tries to force it to Tyree Kill too much or makes decisions just based off of that. I also think that with Tyree Kill and the fact that they always felt like, hey, we got to get him and Kelsey the football, that – you know, and I've talked to defensive coaches about this a little bit. You had a little feel for, oh, wait, Tyreek's in the slot. They're going to kind of run these plays. Oh, wait, Tyreek's the outside of three receivers. They're going to kind of go to these plays. And I think where they have an advantage right now is you just you don't know. You can't, other than Kelsey, 
you can't really figure out who's being used for what and what's going on there. And they got a lot of guys that are very good at the receiver position. They got some tight ends, too, to go along with Kelsey, where I think they're going to be able to play some two and three tight end sets this year and be annoying that way. So, uh, And I also think, like the Bills, the Chiefs are a team on a mission. They are. They just they look the part to me. They look like they're pissed off about losing the AFC Championship game. You know, the, Andy Reid and Beach have done a very good job of kind of retooling that team on the fly there. Uh, but I think that's my kind of you know sum up of the Chiefs' offense. It's a little hard to tell how they're going to attack you without Tyree Kill now. Boy, it feels like we moved on from the Rams quickly. Mm, I know, right? I know. Yes, it like, does. Like it a does. national TV loss or win really amplifies the good or the bad, but what are your what are your bigger concerns about the Rams this season? My bigger concerns and, and you know, I picked the Rams to go to the playoffs, but I picked them to go as like a sixth seed, right? And and you know again it's hard to replicate going back to back Super Bowls like we talked about. But my biggest thing is, you know, that playing in a tough division, they lost some real difference makers on their football team. You know, OBJ, Von Miller Darius Williams, they lost some good role players too, and Troy Reader, right? Sebastian Joseph Day lost two. Whitworth retired. Austin Corbett got you know traded to the the Carolina Panthers. So there's this new offensive line there. You know, I don't know if Jalen Ramsey's quite as good as he used to be. I, I still, man, I love me some Jalen Ramsey, but I'm not sure he's like the best corner in football anymore. Or if he is, there's a lot of people competing with him there. So that's what scares me about the Rams a little bit. Stafford's elbow not being there, them not getting to practice. You know, so I look at that and just go, I don't think there's dominant up front on either side of the ball. That's what scares me. I still, still think they're going to be a pain in the butt, and McVay's a hell of a coach, but I don't see like Super Bowl in the, in the, in the globe this year or, or in the, uh, what do they call that, magic ball or whatever the, for the Rams. Uh, the Seahawks-Broncos ending. You had a rookie head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who said, here's our strategy. We wanted to get to the 46-yard line, which I don't know why with Russell Wilson you go, no, we got to get to the 46. I don't think that that should be your philosophy. And I said, this is why you got Russ. If I have Drew Locke, I'll get to the 46 and we'll try to kick a field goal. I have Russell Wilson. Why the hell am I spending $250 million to go, Russ, thank you. Some nice parting gifts. Mr. McManus, go out there and kick a field goal. (laughs) Yeah, agreed on that point, totally. And then to add to that, like, I I just, the the line of demarcation was if we get to this place, we can maybe win the game with, like, the second longest field goal in the history of football? That that doesn't make sense. That that process is flawed there. Bill Belichick didn't go to, you know, nine Super Bowls and all that going, well, if we just get to the place where I've seen my kicker make it one time before, that's we'll be good, right? You get you're, The process is we need to get to a place to where I think my kicker can be four for five, right, from that. Maybe maybe get to the 41 for a 57, 58-yard field goal. So that's where the first thing I just go, I don't buy it. And then the second thing is I think a play was called. An offensive play was called. Russell Wilson was in the huddle too long, yeah. and he was giving a play. The left guard was looking back, waiting for Russell Wilson to lift his leg to call the snap. 
There was no drawing anybody offside. They weren't doing a snap count the whole game. They were lifting their leg. You couldn't hear anybody to draw any. So there's, I think they're trying to CYA, you know, cover their own ass here a little bit down the stretch a little. Um, and I think the fact that the play got in late and things, and then I, I think he changed his mind a little bit. And that's unfortunate. It was a rookie mistake because it takes away from the Broncos offense looking about as good as it's looked since the Peyton Manning era. And the defense made great adjustments in the second half. The two fumbles at the goal line certainly were a big changing point in the game. Uh, but, yeah, that decision takes away from, from a lot of good stuff I think the Broncos did there in the football game. And it's a, it's a great notice by you that Russ was ready to call a play. Yeah. Absolutely. He, he, Absolutely. No doubt about it. He was giving a signal and lining people up. That isn't I'm jumping off sides. And they were in the huddle for a significant amount of time. He wasn't just going, jump off, don't jump offside, hard count, don't jump offside, hard count, and saying that for 20 seconds. No, he was spitting out a play for everybody. So, you know, it's just, yeah, it was mishandled. There There was problems with them getting the play in all game long. Hopefully they can fix that. I expect them to rebound in a big way against the Texans this week. Oh, that's a real stretch by you. <laughs> I'm calling my shot, Dan. <laughs> Great to have you on, bud. Thank you. Thanks. Thank that, you, guys. Chris Sims, Pro Football Talk Live with uh, Mike Florio. That uh, precedes our show on Peacock. We'll take a break. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow, right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray, depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good song. The Johnny Carson theme, right? Hey, who wrote that? Skip, who do you think? It's your buddy. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. Hear about Michael Buble's entrance into show business. And get business insight from Mark Burnett. Find out what scares my son-in-law, Jason Bateman. And discover the bragging rights that come with beating Michael Jordan at golf. Together, we know just about everything. Everybody, including sitting presidents. So join us as we ask the questions they've not been asked before, tell it like it is, and even sing a song or two. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. We break open modern-day conspiracies and tell you which elements may be the real deal. Like, did Bill Gates use COVID vaccines to microchip us all? We all do have tracking devices. Mm -hmm. We carry them around. We spend a lot of money on them. And what's actually on Hunter Biden's laptop? You are talking to the guy that has three of Hunter Biden's laptops and cell phone. And what did the deep state build under Denver airport? Do you think there are secret bunkers? That's just on my list of questions I have about Jesse Ventura. It's our mission to get to the heart of these conspiracy theories and figure out the why, the how, and especially the if. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Anybody with me with the Chargers tonight? Who's with me with the Chargers? Okay, I'm on my own. Chargers, plus four, coming up tonight. Mark Sanchez, former NFL USC quarterback, will join us on the program tomorrow. Uh, we locked in Tim Tebow is going to join us uh, next Monday as well. Went to the doctor yesterday, got a checkup, got a colonoscopy coming up. By the way, don't wait until you're 50 years of age to get your colonoscopy. They, that, that's sort of what they say. Oh, wait till you're 50. Don't wait. Okay. I would say if you're in your 40s, get it. But they also came up with something different. I don't know if you know this, Fritzy. And, Paula, you had a colonoscopy recently. They now have pills that you can take. You don't have to drink that drink. I actually did not know that. I'm shocked that I don't know that. I think it changed in January. And I said to the doctor, I said, do you know how many lives are going to be changed? Because I think most of us don't want to do a colonoscopy because you have to drink that drink. They think all that stuff is far worse than the actual procedure. Yes, it's the worst part of it. Yeah, Paul. Fritzy's right. Like my first one was, I think, three years ago, and the buildup was way worse than the procedure. Yeah, and that would make it. I'm sure that turns people off. Yeah, and I, I I said you're going to save so many lives because people are now going to be more willing to do it, and you have pills. So I got pills from the drugstore, and then when I get ready for the colonoscopy, they tell you to take them in a half-hour period. Well, real men drink the, the old stuff. Oh. Drink by choice, even with the pills. It was so bad. Ugh. You try to sprinkle in a little Gatorade or something, but it was, it was rough. That, that, that was the hardest part. And then you get down to the very end. You go, oh, I, I don't want to drink any more of this stuff. Yeah, Paul. 
I went to the dentist the other day for a teeth cleaning. And remember they used to have that kind of scraping thing? Yeah. And they'd scrape, and it was very kind of painful and yeah. noise was bad. Yeah. They have a new thing now. Here's another new invention. It's more like a, like a power washer for a house. This thing felt like the, the lady was just uh, going by and uh, taking a little um, mm. you know, coating off. Okay. And it was not painful at all. Yeah. And it was very quick, not invasive. I also found out that I'm not 6'3 anymore. And I'm not 6'2 anymore. I'm 6'1. Oh, Dan. I know. Don't tell anyone. Oh, I'm so sorry. And the nurse goes, oh, I got up on the scale and she's going to measure how tall I am. She goes, oh, you're a tall one. I go, yes, I am. She goes, 6'1". I go, what? <laughs> no, no, you do not put 6'1 down there. And she goes, well, that's what you are. I said, I, I'd like a second opinion. <laughs> I want a second opinion. You should change doctors. Yeah. Yes, Seaton. You got to get one of those things where you hang upside down for a while. That'll stretch you out a bit. I mean, it makes it even more amazing, the aerial display that I used to put on when I would dunk, that they'd go, man, he's only 6'1". So when you're, you want to be 6'1". When you're dunking. Oh. So when, you, when you're 6'3", then it's okay. But if you're 6'1", and you're a white guy, Duncan. And it's like, hey, that guy's got some hops over there. Got some hops you only uh, read about in a magazine there. Yeah, Mark. Deceptive athleticism. Yes, I did. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I they, had deceptive athleticism. They'll call you something. They'll call you probably like, okay, Rex Chapman. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Rex, Rex was not deceptively athletic. No, just a white guy, Duncan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, who think you are? Yeah. You got to go deep cut like Jeff Shepard. Remember the guard from Ooh, Kentucky? Number 15, I think. Jeff Shepard of Kentucky. He had, he had some hops. Uh, oh, Grayson Allen, huh? You think of Grayson <laughs> Allen there? <laughs> so wrong. I know. You make a jumper. Yo, Yo. somebody get bird over <laughs> here. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, hey, who's got Keith Van Horn over here, man? <laughs> Someone cover Gugliata. Yeah. I'd always get, you know, if you played on the playground, it would be like, shooter. They'd always go, uh, who's got the white guy? Shooter. And I'd be like, all right, I, uh, I'll take that. Shooter. I mean, I'd like to think I could pass and maybe play a little. I'll take shooter. More of a distributor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excuse me, gentlemen. I'm a distributor. More of a Scott Skiles type. <laughs> I'm a ready, gutty, Scotty Skiles. Ah. <sighs> What the hell happened to me? <laughs> six one, six one, dude. What? I know. What are you doing, bro? Yes, Tom. How much did you fall in the draft yesterday? That's a, <laughs> you're like a fourth round, a second round for sure. The the the, the uh, radio host uh, draft. Yeah, G leaguer, dude. No, Gottlieb just went above yeah. me. Colin Cowherd probably just went above me. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Paul. I wasn't gonna bring this up. I saw an article this morning from GQ. There's these rich guys out in Vegas who have been getting procedures to be taller, and they increase their height by three inches, and it's a very painful surgery where you no, have to... No, 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 I don't, I don't want that. Just no, throwing it out no, there. no, 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 I don't want that. I mean... True story. I, I'm I'm six one, I guess, and I'll deal with it. What, Todd? I tried that other thing to get bigger. That doesn't work at all. <laughs> that is just garbage. Yeah. What a lie. Uh, this day in sports history, Paul. <laughs> Can't follow that. No. 1946, the Brooklyn Dodgers-Chicago Cubs game was called when players, umpires, and fans were attacked by gnats. 
Gannett's. Oh, it was the Jabba Chamberlain before the Jabba Chamberlain. Right. And then 1978, Muhammad Ali defeated Leon Spinks to win his third heavyweight boxing title. That was in the Superdome mm-hmm. in New Orleans, I think. Let's go around the room and what we learned on this award-nominated program. We, of course, don't win awards. Todd, what did you learn today? One of my all-time favorites, Seton's wife, eight months pregnant, once cooked you Thanksgiving dinner while you just sat there watching football with the dog. Uh, <laughs> Seton? Uh, we got a lot of cord cutters out there. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, how about that? Uh, Marv? Michael Jackson stole from Hall & Oates. <laughs> yes, I can't go for that. And Billy Jean, do you listen to them? Uh, Paulie, what'd you learn? Dan, you still sound like you're 6'3". Yeah, sound like I'm a lot bigger than that. Yeah. yeah. What did I learn, Todd? It is quite the aggressive take to suggest the Chiefs not only miss the playoffs this year, but that they'll finish last in the AFC West. As we strive to reach our financial goals, you can't afford to make mistakes or go it alone. Invest in your success. Invest with a Stiefel Financial Advisor. Stiefel, Nicholas, and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC, NYSE. For Fritzy, Seton, Marv, Paulie, yours truly. Talk to you tomorrow. Oh, there's one more item before we close out this Thursday show. We all have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times. We do it in different ways. If you've been thinking about changing jobs, maybe retirement. So now you got to think about what's your own version of success and striving to reach your financial goals, retirement accounts, investment portfolios. I know. You don't want to think about it, but you'll be happy that you did, and I've got somebody who can help you along the way. Stiefel Financial Advisors. They've been helping clients like you for over 130 years. Retirement's a big deal. When it comes to investing for retirement, you can't make mistakes and you don't want to do it alone. So Stiefel's going to help you understand the many options for claiming Social Security and implement an investment portfolio designed around your needs. You have access to Stiefel's award-winning equity research and investment strategy views, so you will make informed decisions. Invest in your success. Find a Stiefel financial advisor at Stiefel.com. S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? 
You get Our Way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.